Jangle Slam podcast. Yeah, that's Josh. Sorry, it's just me doing the music this time. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a solo again because slight delays. But, yeah. You know, it happens. So, anyway, we're back. Yes, Money in the Bank 2020. Um, yeah. Murder in the Bank, yes, as we'll probably get into. The what in the bank? Murder in the Bank. Yeah, so this is why it's going to be kind of controversial. But maybe <laughs> I've got a funny feeling we're going to disagree on a lot here. No, I, I think only the end, maybe. maybe. Okay. We'll see. But uh, yeah, this is the first pay-per-view one we've done since Mania. Yeah, um, uh, had a lot of potential going forward. And we'll, suppose we'll kind of get into it as we go through the card. Um, I mean, beforehand, obviously, if everybody knows already, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Music, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, the lot, we're all on there. So look for Angle Slam Podcast and you'll find us. Um, so, yeah, let's, yeah. let's crack on uh, with the card. No deaths, no deaths. And as far as I know, there's no yeah. deaths. No. So we'll just dedicate it to... We did, I think, the uh, COVID-19 victims last time. This yeah. time, I think we should do it. To the NHS staff. Yeah, 100%. Just a shout-out to them. I think it should be every single time, really, because they're doing so great. Well, yeah, OK. I, I, I was kind of thinking what, what the Angle Lockdown ones were. Our spin-off podcast. Because <laughs> so, we're so popular. For those that don't know. Yes. But, yeah, OK, should we crack on? Yeah, so pretty sure neither of us watched it, so don't care, move on. <laughs> yeah, I... Thing is, you said it was Jeff Cesaro, which I, I I forgot, but that actually sounds like a match that might have been good, so I might go back and watch it. The whole point, the, thing is, the, the whole point of a pre-show is to get the crowd hyped. <laughs> there I is know. no crowd, so pointless. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, right, yeah. So, uh, kicked off with um, I said I had the, the my thing in my head. I forgot. Oh, the Fatal Four Way. For the SmackDown tag title. Yes, so it's Miz and Morrison, yeah. New Day, Forgotten Sons, and Lucha House Party. Yeah, I, I love the start of Big E going, oh, people at home! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Okay, we may as well embrace what, what's going on. Yeah. So, um, and, and for the, well, I'm not going to say for the majority, I'll just say, um, just the whole thing, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, it wasn't too bad of a match. It was a reasonable opener. Um, plenty of energy, plenty of spots and moments. Everybody had their time to shine. Um, so yeah, it was, it was it was a pretty decent opener. Um, probably would have gone with maybe a shock upset, maybe, but you know, it's fine with New Day retaining, I suppose. Yeah, I kind of going in thought uh, New Day probably aren't dropping the titles yet, but they did the the thing that I love of the the reasonable doubt. As the match yeah, cut, cut the times with Forgotten oh, Sons and once with Lucha House Party, I thought to myself, are they going to do this? Yeah, and then because of that, you, and because uh, and Miz and Morrison being the heel guys, you think, because of all this, are they going to take the sneaky victory? Yeah. You know, that kind of... So, to be honest, the, I think the only thing it was missing to you know give it that energy was a live crowd. Yeah, it would have um, been a re- real, really good match then if the crowd was so behind yeah. it. I don't think they could have done much better, really, because sometimes Fatal Four Ways uh, in tanked matches can be at the clusterfuck mm. a little bit. Um, but I just thought it was well paced, and it was that thing of like when two of the other competitors, or three, whatever, four, are resting outside, the others are continuing the pace. Yeah. So, from a viewing standpoint, the pace never slowed down. Yeah, there's constant things to be looking at, at yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, like you said, everybody looks strong. Um, ironically, I forgot the Forgotten Sons have been called up. <laughs> um, to, to be honest, mate, most people have. Yeah, well, yeah, but I, I don't know. There's something about them um, I kind of like. Maybe it's that whole Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, line. yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's exactly what it is for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna like praise them before they've done anything. But the same note, I'm not going to knock them before they do anything. Yeah. Um, early days, New Day always deliver. Miss Morrison always deliver. But this, as I was watching the match, I just thought, as good as these guys are as a team, I'm kind of getting ready to see them both go back into singles action soon. Mm. Um, I think they need to split them up. Like Miz needs to make a mistake and they get into an argument and a fight and everything. They need to be feuding at SummerSlam or something. Yeah, don't get me wrong, as soon as Morrison was back, 
and they put them with the Miz, I thought, brilliant, this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it kind of, it got old quick. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of at its day um, now. Yeah, and sometimes, even during the entrance, I watch Miz and Morrison, I just keep thinking, Miz, you were so much more successful in, in a single spotlight, as in Continental Champion and all that. Fair enough, you have Maurice and the B team or, and whatever, but as that uh, arrogant solo heel, I just thought he flourished more than he is now. Yeah. Not saying Morrison's holding him back, but, you know, it's, and also with Lucha House Party, I'm sometimes thinking, what is it they're missing? Yes, the thing is, because they're, they're amazing wrestlers. Like, every time they're, they're there, they're doing amazing things. It's just, I don't care. That's it. it <laughs> I just don't care that you much. Have, you have to care about the characters, otherwise, mm. yeah. But like I said, they could be the greatest wrestler on the roster, but if you don't care about the person or the character, then it's pissing in the wind. Yeah. You know, because you don't care if they win, lose, or draw. Um, I got to the point where I thought, Maybe it's the promo stuff, but I sometimes think some characters don't need promo stuff. No. Saying nothing sometimes says a lot. Um, so I thought, if they throw the titles on Lucha House Party now, and they have a reign for a few months and let their wrestling do the talking, maybe it'll get them a bit more over. Yeah. But it would have been a risky move to do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I still think the right... The result was right at the minute because I don't want New Day hot potato in the tag titles. No, um, yeah, I agree. But if I if it had been a shock upset and a switch over to someone else, I wouldn't have been that bothered purely on the fact that it's not the craziest thing we're seeing right now, given everything that's going on and all the stupid stuff yeah. we're seeing, including the main event of this pay per view itself. Like random, like kind of tag t- changes mm. to people that either do or don't deserve it or it's too early or whatever it, it wouldn't shock me you'd be like okay well it's not it's not the craziest thing I've seen this month so who cares yeah. to be honest if they were going to go someone new I would have gone for the Forgotten Sons yeah because it would have been the the irony of like well you definitely overlooked us and now we're tag champs and it would have been a hell of a, a pay-per-view debut yeah it, and for a casual fan and viewer it's like right these, these guys are the shit these guys mean business. Because I, I don't want it to be a AOP revival thing of they're called up and then nothing, nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a good opener, yeah. I think. Yeah, solid opener. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I don't think there's much more to say. Same no. day one. There was an amazing spot. I think it was the Spanish fly to the outside on yes. top of everybody. Yeah, that was good. Uh, but with the camera work, I didn't see what was going to happen. I thought, oh, it's going to back, flip back into the ring. Then he went outside. I was like, holy shit, okay. Um, so, yeah, that was that. Next was our truth Lashley. Oh, I forgot. Uh, why? Yeah, Just, I mean, on this okay. pay-per-view was only two and a half hours, which, you know, yes, more of that, please. You know what I mean? Because like, the yeah, condensers, okay. I, I love the, the, the length of it. Two and a half hours is more than enough. But you could have just taken yeah. this match out and put it on Raw. I, I didn't give a shit. Why did it need to be there? Put this on the pre-show and put fucking Cesaro and Hardy on this or something. I'll just get rid of it. Yeah. it just I had no, nothing to say about it other than it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, put the words out of my mouth. Because Jeff kind of made his grand return on SmackDown the other week, kicking the shit out of Sheamus. So a sort of storyline was uh, planted in... Nothing to do with the bar, being it being Cesaro and all that. But I think it was just like, this is the start of Jeff's redemption. He's going to go on a winning streak. I, I'm presuming Jeff won. Yeah, I, I think know. he did, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have made more sense, the sense, sense, <laughs> story-wise, for Jeff Cesaro to happen on the main card and R-Truth Lashley in the pre-show. Because it was a filler. Yeah. That's all it was. And it was just such a waste um, of MPP as well. He's all geared up. He comes out two minutes later, he's buggered off. And then R Truth just gets squashed by Lashley. I mean, I found the R Truth stuff kind of funny when he's coming out and singing to the crowd, even though there isn't one. That was fine. But yeah. I'm slowly getting to this point with R Truth now where it's getting more cringy than it is funny for me. I'm just, know. I'm at that just... point where I'm just watching going, oh, for God's sake. At the minute, I don't know why, 
because it's so stupid, I think I'm just... You know how, like, when the New Day first started, it was like, what are these fucking yeah, idiots yeah. doing? I just eventually levitated, like, towards them, like, this is a thing, and they're nailing it. I'm kind of getting that vibe by our truth. Not saying he's going to get a push. He's it, Sorry, he's never going to be that main event caliber guy. No. He's just not. But he's the, uh, he's the comedic effect, and for the most of it, it's not piss yourself laughing funny. But I kind of like it. It's just too. It's, um, it's just getting cringy for me personally. Uh, it's uh, fair enough. I mean, when, when MVP came out, I was thinking, okay, hang on a minute. You were meant to have your last match ever back in January. Yeah, you were tired. And you've had a, you've had a handful since, <laughs> and we're doing this again in your Black Panther then gear. They the, yeah, they had the weird promo in the ring. Lashley comes out saying, "I've got this." I don't know if that was a, a build up to MVP and Lashley apparently it's like, a, a stable that MVP is intending on building okay I mean I, I'm down with that it, it keeps MVP around and gives Lashley something to do Yeah. so the match was kind of a waste of time but if I see more dominant matches from Lashley like that not very quickly but slowly but surely it'll be like just keep that up and you'll be this the fans will just automatically see you as you're an unstoppable force mm. if you just tear through the roster. Kind of do the Ryback push, but don't fuck it up at the end like you did with Ryback. Yeah. So, yeah, that was yeah, that. It, it was okay. It was all right, but yeah, it was a filler match. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing special. Uh, yeah, so next was the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, Bailey versus uh, There's Nobody Meaner Than Tamina. And... Yeah, I mean, um, no, nobody, nobody believed Tina, Tamina was taking this. No one. No, it just... I really don't know what to think of this match. It was um, it was a standard kind of SmackDown match. The story was you know, told a bit better, I suppose. They had a little bit of a thing going on with Bailey and Sasha at the start where she talked over her before they came out. But then Sasha helped her to retain anyway. So... It didn't really further the story for those two much, really. Not enough to warrant a whole match based around it. Tamina was literally just cannon fodder and just filler. And the match didn't yeah. really do anything for me. I just sat there going, oh, it's, just, it's just happening, isn't it? The only interesting thing was just some trash talking from Bailey, uh, throwing the water in her face. And then once again, she gets a fucking cheeky roll up, just like everybody else does all the bloody time. And that's it, Tamina loses. It's just, it was just kind of meh. Yeah, I I kind of took it as everything Vince has told them to do as far as the story told in the match. They did, uh, and, and they did um, to the best of their ability. Um, we've been very vocal about how we feel about Tamina as a talent uh, in other podcasts. It was probably the best match I've seen Tamina do but it didn't mean it was great. No, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was good, but it's like, uh, uh, Bailey versus a mum from the supermarket. Yeah, it really you wasn't know, that great. It was nothing special. Yeah, but they, they should have gone with the story of this is to me this first genuine title shot. Yeah, being yeah. overlooked. It's actually, it's the first ever um, title shot she's had since 2010 when she went against Paige for the Divas Championship. Well, was the Paige one on pay-per-view? Yeah, it was a backlash or something like that. Uh, I was going to say, if that wasn't even a pay-per-view, I mean, again, this is quite a big deal for Tamina. But A, her facial expressions didn't seem like she was that bothered about it. As a character, you'd want to see some kind of body language or something of like yes I'm still a badass but this is my opportunity yeah it was only it was only when she got water chucked in her face that she started to kind of give a shit yeah and even that I was thinking no more angry you're meant to be like the second to Nia Jax (laughs) it's not enough yeah so but near the start when like Bailey was like obviously her and Sasha were shouting horrible things at her and Right at the start, she keeps pushing her, going, come on, come on. And I'm begging Tamina to go, slap the shit out of her. You're meant to be this badass bitch, and you're just letting her do this. Uh, 
Then she did get some offence in, put her on the, the turnbuckle, and Bailey's going, sorry, 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 and she backs off and says, all right, come on then. But no, dive into that killer instinct. Just be relentless. Just be yeah, relentless. Yes, this is your women's championship shot. Don't fuck around. Yeah. Take no chances. So, again, the match was okay. Um, I think it was just about pay-per-view worthy. Yeah, it worked, for, like me. You say, it worked for me. It just, like I say, it was never going to be, it was never believable that Tamina was walking out. No, so you've already checked out before the bell rings. Yeah, I think, if anything, it was trying to further whatever the story is between Sasha and Bailey. And personally, I I don't think it did. Not enough, anyway, not nearly enough. Well, it just made me think, like, I wonder where they're going with this. Because if this was a basic... Sasha's you know, building up enough trust in Bailey to suddenly strike and then take the women's championship. She's kind of already there. Bailey trusts her that much. Uh, you know, yeah. So I'm thinking, what's she waiting for here? What what's the end game? And I'm hoping they have something in the back pocket that isn't just, okay, now I'm ready. It's like, well, why weren't you ready a few months ago <laughs> where Bailey's heart was down? Yeah, I'm hoping they're playing the long game with this properly and they, they do execute it properly. But, you know, here's what it is. I mean, this match was just cannon fodder. It's just filler and... I've got nothing. I'd say... I kind of... I didn't enjoy it as such, but it was it was still slightly better than I thought it was going to be. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and I, and I watched it for what I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, so what... So, yeah. So, yeah, which is what it is. Um, so what was next? What was after that? Uh, next was the uh, Universal Championship. Oh, uh, yeah, Braun versus Bray. And um, we mean Bray, not The Fiend. Yeah, which I didn't realise until I watched it. Yeah. I thought it was The Fiend. Yeah, because yeah, he's been doing, building it up the whole time. The Fiend hasn't made any appearance at all. Um, I think they're doing a thing where it's like they're building up with Bray and then this happens and then I think The Fiend's going to make his appearance and for another one. Um yeah, the match I wasn't was about it. the match wasn't a great wrestling match, but it was a it was a decent story told. They had all these bits and bobs woven throughout. Bray was just great as this kind of the the, the character that we obviously know and love now. Um, and he had your moments with with Braun and the mask and everything and stomping on it and all that kind of stuff. I I, I really quite liked it. Um, I don't mind Bray eating the pin and losing. I don't mind it because it is Bray and not The Fiend. My only yeah. gripe I've really got with it is I wanted The Fiend to come out at the end. And because this is pre-taped stuff, you could easily have done that. You could have had him in the corner just annoyed that he'd just eaten a pin from Braun and then the lights go out and The Fiend is directly behind him. You could camera trickery that and then have him take him out with a mandible claw and then the last thing you have is Bray on the mic saying you've angered him by beating me or something like that. And you build up to the next show. But And I assume they're going to do that with SmackDown. I, I get that. But I feel like you should have teased it in the pay-per-view. So that's oh, the only thing yeah. that I kind of sit, sit back and go, well, you should have done that. But everything else, it was a story that was reasonably well told. And I can tell there's going to be more of it. And as long as they do it right, and by the end, The Fiend takes the title from Braun, I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do. There's some element of me that does like Braun because he he is the he is what he's meant to be. He's the giant big guy of the WWE. But every time he comes out, I always think, well, I'm not expecting a wrestling clinic yet. No one ever is. Um, so yeah, when Bray came out as Bray, I was like, oh, okay, no fiend. But I instantly got it. I was like, right, he's being Bray. Uh, because again, I never thought Braun was dropping the title that night, um, and I thought this keeps the fiend strong, which he needs to be because he's already at a, at a loss with Goldberg. Yeah, which we don't like. No, we, we'll, we'll so, pretend that never happened, shall we? Yeah, it's like I'd rather have a loss on Bray's record than the fiends. Yeah. I know they're the same, but we get it. No, but you meant to yeah. act like they're two separate entities, and that the Bray has weaknesses, but the fiend doesn't. Yeah, it's like Finn Balor and Demon Finn. Yeah, correct. So, so um, yeah, like I said, it wasn't a wrestling match. It was a brawl, and I liked that. Um, yeah, when I he's loved... throwing Bray around and he's laughing and everything, I thought that was good. Well, I just like, loved that uh, Bray was... 
he was in his Firefly Funhouse gimmick, like, perfectly. Like, oh, man, you're a strong boy. And yeah. All that stuff. And then, obviously, because at first Bray's, like, almost like, shall we talk about this instead of fighting? And then Braun's like, no, let's do this. So Bray's like, okay, we've got to do this. Braun had, um, like, control for the most part until he sidestepped the commentator table charge, which I thought Braun either fucked up or sold brilliantly. It, it looked like he proper crashed. Um, but yeah, it was like not too many major spots as far as the, the wrestling stand out. Um, he kicked out of Sister Abigail. Um, yeah. And I did start to see hints, even without the mask, of like theme Bray seeping through here. Mm. Sometimes just like the way Bray would rise with his like the evil look in his eyes and shit. It's like, all right, there's a bit of back and forth here. When Braun got kicked out of the ring, whatever, and he rose with that black mask on. That took me off guard a little bit because you never obviously seen a, a black mask there ready for him to put on. He just appeared with it. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I was similar to in Bray's reaction of like, what's going on Yeah, here? like he thinks he's got him back. And I quite like that entire segment where we, like, for, like it went on just about the length of time I expected because there was, I had mixed feelings like, ah, Braun's going to turn on him. And then it kept going. I was like, or is he though? And yeah, then and, the, and then after that, I was like, no. Nah. And there's going to that point. Like, no, nah, he's got him. He's got him. And then it's just I like that they had the perfect length of time for that little piece because it made you flip back and forth, going, I don't know which way this is going to go. Yeah, I mean, um, when Braun Rose the mask and Bray's like, oh my god, you're back. And again, talking about the theme like he's not him of like I told him to trust me and that you'd come home and stuff was like brilliant. Uh, Bre- um, not Bray, Braun doing just the head tilts again with the mask like he used to. It was like, all right, he's really embracing this, but I kept thinking this is Braun's mind games. Then they did, like, obviously, the kneel and the, the arms out thing. And I thought, as soon as Bray goes in for the hug, he's going to, like, choke slam or something. When the hug happened, I was like, is this happening? I know, exactly, yeah. I was like, this is actually going to happen. <laughs> Um, and then obviously Braun just like rises up, takes the mask off, like, uh-uh, and just crushes the mask and takes advantage. Um, I loved the passion with Braun afterwards after he got the three count of like, I'm my own man now. You don't control me. You never did. Pretty much fuck you, Bray. Yeah. I kind of liked, you know, you were saying about there was no theme. I liked that when the last thing you saw was like Bray in the corner, like battered, but almost like the look of a trail and there was the flicker of the fiend mask like just back and forth yeah i didn't mind that flicker it's just for me personally i'm probably just nitpicking i just wanted the fiend to kind of take out and i thought taking advantage of the editing that you could do you could have done it well yeah i just think yeah don't um reveal your entire hand it's probably something like you say they're going to do on smackdown yeah it's a reason to tune in but the, just that flicker of the Fiend mask, it was kind of his alter ego, the Fiend kind of going, right, I gave you a chance to bring him back. That's my turn. Yeah. So it was good. It was to... good. It, was, it wasn't a great wrestle match, but it was a good story. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. I really did. It wasn't, like I say, it wasn't a wrestling clinic, but it was a brawl. It was similar to what Dean Seth should have been a couple of years ago. Their, their storyline was meant to be a fight. They went and had a wrestling match. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, we wanted a fight. And we got a fight for this, and it worked. Um, um, there was a something with the uh, the hacker guy again. Yeah, again, it was just more stuff, and it was showing more of like clips from SmackDown on his screens. So it's kind of like going over all storylines by the looks of it. And I don't really, yeah, have, well, I don't have really have much else to say about it other than it's just pushing it forward a bit more, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it was just a kind of like hell. Remember, don't forget about this guy, kind of thing. What interested me is that the, all the monitors he had, it wasn't like Raw SmackDown clips much. It was a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, there was like, some, yeah. So it's almost like he's going to pull the curtain up and, and unveil like the non-kayfabe secrets, mm. which I don't think they will, but I like the fact that they're beginning to blur the line because the line has been blurred for ages and now they're finally embracing it a little yeah. bit. So, Interested where that will go. Um, what really pissed me off, but well, well, I know we'll get some of the money in the bank ladder matches in a minute. They showed a commercial for Raw, 
and it said Becky Lynch will be on Raw and she's going to confront the winner of the Women's Money in the Bank. Yeah. I was like, straight, so straight away, you've already taken three girls out of contention. What's the point in that? You've just spoiled that by taking those three away out of the possibility of it even happening. And I know that apparently yeah. now they're on about doing like a cross-brand thing, like they're getting rid of the, the, the split and everything. But you didn't say that beforehand. So no. you just ruined it. You ruined half the point of the women's match. You could have done the commercial for the Edge and Orton thing. Yeah. Uh, and that would have been enough to entice people to go, yeah, I'm watching Raw. But as soon as they said that, I was thinking, A, right, okay, you've just, like I said, ruined it. It's going to be a Raw woman uh, winning the match. Or B, they're going to bring back this fucking wildcard rule, which yeah. I don't want. Yeah, they are doing it. It's so stupid. But... They're but trying to. Cl- at the end of the day, mate, it's like it, they're trying to claw back ratings because of how far down the viewership's falling. So they're literally scrambling at anything to get that back. And it's uh, what what can they do? It's like, I I don't really want it either. But at this point, it, everything's so crazy and ridiculous. We're in this kind of Bermuda Triangle of wrestling that I just don't care at this point. So like, whatever, yeah, sure, do it. I don't care. I mean, I kind of get it. I was going to say with the Tamina thing, like maybe. A part of me would like to think it's like Tamina's never had a a proper women's championship match in years. Let's give her a pay-per-view shot. The other side is like, what women are actually there because of this virus shit? So on the same note, it's kind of like maybe they just got to do this wildcard rule for a while until things get back to normal. Yeah. Um, Because you will have a limited roster. But I don't know. I I didn't really like... The, the commercial, I don't really like the fact of wildcard still, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So next was the WWE Championship. Yes, Seth versus Jadir and McIntyre. And this was the match of the night, probably one of the best matches I've seen in a while. I really enjoyed I, it. I, I thought... So. What? I really don't think so. What? I thought it, it slowed the pace of the show. You, are, you, are, you are fucking dreaming, mate. It was a great match. I, I, I really don't think so. Best match on the card. It's best match on the card. I'm not hearing it any other way. That was an amazing <laughs> match. It slowed the... Uh, Bollocks! It, <laughs> it did, because, they listen to me, they started off the, the other few matches uh, that were maybe not... They're definitely not lasting true. And the women's, again, like that. But from the opening match and the universal title match, the pace was quick. It was straight away, like, bang, 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 bang. We're in a brawl with this total four-way chaos and stuff. And don't get me wrong, Drew Seth was a... Uh, it did get better. The second half was brilliant. But the first half, they started with the generic wrestling, which I've got no problem with, like the arm locks and, and the arm bars and hip tosses and stuff. But it slowed the pace of the show. It, I, so I, it, I didn't see that at all. Yes, I understand that I it was a, it. it was like a build, and obviously it got faster and faster as it went on. But that's like the idea of a of a great wrestling match. It's that build of going and going and going until it gets so much, and then suddenly bang, it's over. I thought it was a great I, match. I, I thought I, they played I, off each other brilliantly. I thought it was a great story told. There was plenty of spots. There was um, just a lot of great character work by both of them, and I have no qualms with this match at all. I literally think you're in a dream world, mate, because I have no idea where you're getting this it, from. It didn't say if if it maybe if it was on a different part of the card or the the show hadn't opened with the pace it had started at, I wouldn't have noticed the pace drop. Now I'm not saying like slow matches are bad. Like so, like you said, sometimes it's the build and all that. But it just kind of took me out. It, it kind of it was almost like the wind of the sails had just slowed down a touch. So it took me a while to get back invested into the, the show or match or whatever. And the match, what I'm not saying the match was bad at all. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that. I just thought compared to the Universal title match and the tag title match, I enjoyed those better. Yeah, not not me, mate. I'm sorry. We're, 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 I think it's the first time ever where we've like severely disagreed on something. Normally, we're kind of like seeing each other's point, but I just I I don't see where you're going, mate, with it. I just it I is, thought it was great. It was again, and probably one of them where it, it lacks the the crowd. Maybe the crowd yeah. Don't get wrong. Yeah, the crowd would have made it better. Yeah, I don't, I don't get wrong. But I still enjoyed it. I mean, that I can't remember what that flip thing that they did off the top rope, but. It kind of came out of nowhere, and it was like something I hadn't seen in 
by the Evro in a oh. while. And as soon as I can't remember what it was, but as soon as it happened, I jumped up going. It was something like that. I can't remember. But as soon as it happened, I was like, whoa. When Drew was upside down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He kind of sat up, did the German suplex with Seth. That's like, it. I thought that was yeah. awesome. Yes, the spots were great. I th- and say, as, as far as a solid, um, solid wrestling match, it was a solid wrestling match. But I think at the end of it, I was like, okay. They, you know, the ball got rolling eventually, and and I, it was a decent match. I think what took me out of it was I don't think the story was told well enough. I see. So yeah, I mean, I yeah, there's probably been better stories out there, but I still enjoyed the story, um, and it did what it needed to do. I still enjoyed Seth as this heel trying to unburden him, but I also loved Drew as this perfect face, and they kept him so strong in this match. He was kicking out one two or three times. And I, yeah. I like how they kept him strong. And I also like how he got a clean victory over Seth as well. The final moments with the back and forth and then suddenly out of nowhere, that Claymore, just, it was great. Yeah, again, it wasn't until the second half that things started taking uh, the turn because the first half of me was everything I kind of expected. Uh, you know, of like, what, not just of what Drew and Seth had been asked in their arsenal, but in that whole, like, yeah, I kind of pictured how this was going to go. And I think as far as a character for Seth, what missed it was, I know they couldn't because of stuff at the minute, but without AOP and Buddy Murphy ringside, sorry, that's my phone dinging. <laughs> without them ringside, there was no, like, danger there of Seth's going to take this. So well, I think that's where my lack of investment was. Well, I yeah, was so I, I, walk out I see your chat. point. I see your point with that. However, Seth is legitimately good enough to take it from Drew because he's taken it from Lesnar twice. So that, that's <laughs> going into it, I was thinking, well, there's no reason he can't take it because he's taken the Universal Championship from Lesnar twice. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think fans, and if, if the opposite would have happened... I think most fans, if Seth had won, I think we'd be sitting there now and most fans would be sitting there going, this was the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It would have been the wrong decision. But the point is, I, I didn't feel like it wouldn't have been a decision to happen. Um, yeah, I did. I admit, it, it is, it's a thought that's still going around my head of, at one, I think you might have mentioned it as well, at one point when light is seen at the end of the tunnel as far as uh, having live crowds back on Raw and SmackDown, the last, obviously, it's not going to be like that because you've got to do ticket sales yeah. and all that. The last Raw they announce where they go, this is going to be the last one for a live audience. If they took the belt off Drew, so it's like, right, you can't even walk into Raw next week as WWE Champion for a live audience. It's such a sympathy thing, but it can go, right, you are going to win it back, but this time you're going to get the, the, the pocket. Yeah, and I'd be fine with that. I would be fine with that, but again, at, at this moment in time, I don't think, uh, like you said, it wouldn't, wouldn't have been the right decision for Seth to take it. And because I was so sh- sure of that, I think I just thought I'll enjoy the match for what it is. Let's say the pace for me at the start was slow, but it did gradually build up with great spots and all that. I loved how it ended because the Claymore did come out yeah. of nowhere. I like the handshake as well. You got the handshake was interesting. I quite liked that. It was basically just like a mutual respect thing. I'd say, you, I enjoyed this because you pushed me and I pushed you, and that was basically what it was. I I saw it as Seth, because he had that look of disdain on his face after Drew walked up the ramp. And I think I took it as Seth thought, I have to shake his hand here because of my Monday Night Messiah character. If I don't, it proves I'm full of shit. Yeah. So I've got to do it, even though I don't want to. So I did like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting from Drew and Seth. I really don't. But whatever I was expecting, I don't know if it was properly delivered. Maybe I was expecting a little bit more because I know how good their talent is. I I, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree because I've I've enjoyed the whole thing. This is is the beauty of it. It was just... It it might be under a match of the year candidate by the end of the year. But it wouldn't surprise me if when we're back to normal round autumn time, it'd be one of those matches that kind of get forgotten about. 
Maybe. And I don't mean that as a knock, because I say it was good. I'm not saying it was bad. It just wasn't great enough, as great as you think it is. But, you know, that, that's, yeah, that's opinions. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't think we'd be controversial about this one. I, think, I thought we were going to be controversial. Yeah, about I mean, speaking of controversy, I suppose we'll get on to the main event, which is the simultaneous men's and women's money in the bank ladder match from the bottom of the tower to the top of the tower. Um... I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go first because I, yeah, I think we're gonna disagree again. I was going to call it. I was thinking about this earlier. I was going to call it a marmite match. Of you either love it, or you hate it. it. Yeah, but I have to retract that comment because I didn't love it or hate it. There were elements of it I liked. There was elements of it I didn't like, but. There wasn't elements of it I loved, and there wasn't elements of it I hated. It was just so, I don't know, it was so weirdly put together. Yeah. It's put your finger on the pulse with it. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I actually, I agree in a certain stance. It's just, I, yeah, I didn't love it. I didn't absolutely detest it. Mm. But I was sitting there laughing a lot of the time, and and yes. then and then suddenly, I, once it was over, I was kind of like, they could have done so much more, and they just didn't. Yeah. I felt like when I sat back and looked at it, all the moments that happened throughout this, I thought they they could have really made a lot of effort here, and they literally did the bare minimum possible to get through this match. And there were certain decisions that they decided to make that just kind of made me kind of sigh and go, oh, for God's sake. I mean, the food fight was one of them. I didn't like yeah, that. I, um, I I didn't like the way the women's one ended. It just, it seemed so stupid. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm fine with Asuka winning the, 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 the case. That That's fine. Don't mind mm-hmm. that. It's just the fact that she was at the top and then I think maybe one or two of the people appeared. Then she started fighting with Baron Corbin for some stupid reason and that made no yeah. sense. And then suddenly she wins it. And like, right, so where was Shayna Baszler? Because at the end of this, it was like Shayna was barely in this freaking match. And she was meant to be pitted as one of the ones to win it. And I just feel like it it kind of let me down with the women's one. There wasn't enough going on. And Yeah, I mean, thing is, during the promos near the, during the show, like, of, like speaking to the contestants, Lacey Evans said, uh, I've done this, this and this. And I've... Um, uh, uh, what's the word? Memorize the layout of the building. I was thinking, well, a it's probably not going to be that hard. It's going to be a staircase and a lift. Take them. And number two, surely everyone else has done that. But it looked like no one knew where to go. Yeah, they're just running around aimlessly. Like, oh, and this and this is up. this is what I didn't like. Is like the fact I didn't want it like people just running around hallways all the time. I wanted it like that old school advert where it was just carnage all the time every single time we switched to a different frame there was something going on and it wasn't it was running around in different parts of the hallway with posters and all that kind of stuff and we had some cameos from people and a couple of them were all right but then a couple of them was like oh for god's sake it was just like the set the the, the um, stephanie mcmahon one i hated that hated it because it was clear and obvious she wasn't even in the building like it was so yeah. fucking blatantly obvious um that, that was the closest i got to hate so it was like if she's not, if she was there, it might have worked. Yeah, but she wasn't, so don't do it. Forget the spot. Yeah, Just and I didn't mind uh, what's his face coming out the toilet. What well, I can't remember his name. Brother Love. Brother Love. That was funny. I really liked I, that, that was funny. Um, Doink the clown was fine, but it was over really quickly. I was like, okay. Well, I wasn't sure about because Doink died years ago. So they obviously just. Oh, got that's a bit weird. Way. That makes but it terrible. Then that's yeah. Um, that was weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, then we had that kind of Undertaker cameo in the room and kind of scaring AJ. And although I don't mind it, it's like as soon as he was shut in there and I asked to bugger it off, I was like, mate, he shut the door. He hasn't locked it. And then like a minute yeah. later, he's out in the hallway with Brian anyway. So I was like, what, what is this? What, what is this? It's just... I, I did have an element of like the closest I got to liking it. And I, I, it's... Or loving it, but I, I think I forgot now. But it was maybe it was going to be like the whole cameo thing of. Uh, okay, the, that's it. The closest I got to loving it was the fact that despite all the goods and bads of it, I thought I can't take my eyes off the screen here. 
No, no, I can't. But I would just, I can't, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen, but I was still waiting for a lot of things to happen most of the time. I wasn't taking my eyes off the screen because I was waiting for something else to happen and it was just more people running down hallways. And I was like, this is not what I want. I want every single time the camera pans to something else, I want someone else being thrown through something. That's what I wanted. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted. I was in my head thinking, I wanted this to be a fight, brawl, yeah. weapons, windows, like some of the Astrid Era commercial. But I thought, for, for what I'm getting, there's an element of me that's still being entertained. So there was a slight, that was the closest I got to love. The closest I got to uh, hate was just. They tried to make it more of a comedy sketch. Yeah, like even with the music as well, over the but top. I was, just, I was just like, with no commentating was fine, but the music over the top, I was just like, but you're you're making it obvious what's going to be happening. Like when people were climbing ladders, the the theme of the music, I was like, oh, we know where they're winding it then. You can just tell. Yeah. You knew Asuka was going to take it because of the theme of the music. It's like, it's triumphant, it's about to happen kind of thing. So it just, I thought, okay... Whatever, you're going for a, some kind of funny element here. Some of them are working, most of them are not, i.e. the food fight. I thought, well, I get why Paul Hayden's there anyway, because, you know, he runs Raw, but why the fuck would it be just sitting there eating a buffet by himself? Yeah. Well, spe- speaking, of, speaking of loving and hating cameos, what was your honest thought about the Vince one? Um... Kind of expecting because obviously Vince's office. Um, uh, he looked a lot better than I thought he would. Yeah, he's looked rough on the live rules, but I was like, oh, he's getting his hair back and shit. Um, I think it wouldn't have been funny if it wasn't for AJ and Brian. Yeah, I mean, I, I did, I agree. I do find, I did find it funny where they they kind of brawled in, then they realised where they were, um, and then Vince turned round and. Ordered them to get out. They straightened up the chairs, had a little argument, then carried on. That 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 was all fine, and it was reasonably funny and everything. I didn't mind it. The only thing that that happened where I got pissed off like instantly was when he anti-backed his hands. I was like, "Do you what? understand how ins- do you understand how insulting that is? Not only have you fired a load of people because of this, like." this pandemic and what's going on and everything, but you're also forcing people to come to work and be in close quarters with each other that can't maintain the two metre gap. And you're just anti-backing your hands. The second two of your staff members come into your room. Do you not understand how bad taste that is? It really is. If he got rid of that bit, then I would have said that that little sequence was more or less perfect, but that pissed me off. Um, I don't know. That, that, That didn't really register with me. And, I don't know. I, I think it was just meant to be more tongue-in-cheek. I know. Yeah, I don't know. I know it was meant to be tongue-in-cheek, but for me, it's just like, it's, it's it's too early. It's far too soon. I don't, I don't know. I think I, I took it as tongue-in-cheek. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I understand the severity and the seriousness of what's going on, but if we don't laugh about it, then there's no point. Yeah, but um, it's I, again, it's down to the circumstance and given what has been going on and what he's been doing with his company based around this whole pandemic and all the things going on because of it and all the things he's changing and forcing to people to do, he shouldn't have done it. He should have, he just shouldn't have done it. Maybe. I mean, the thing I was going to say was if, uh, AJ and Brian are brought in, Vince just turned around, said, get out. And they just did. I would have been like, yeah, the fact that AJ and Brian went back in and tied up the chairs. No, that was funny. That that yeah, yeah that was hilarious. Okay. The take a room thing. Apparently, as a Undertaker fan, when I'm just a mark, I'm like, but no but there. You know, I was like, is this is this happening? But in hindsight, I was like having a room like that in global headquarters. I was like. As if. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the Undertaker's personal tanning room or some shit. Just like, yeah, yeah, but the picture thing I, I nearly got annoyed with, but I thought the fact that he was having the flashbacks of the Boneyard match, I was like, I get it. And even to this day, they are selling the Taker character of even a picture of uh, AJ is terrified of him now. And I, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, going up when we're on the top of the thing and everything, and carrying on with it when we're actually in the ring at the top of the tower, 
Um, let, let's talk about murder in the bank, where Baron Corbin murders two people, and when they're, they're never seen, they're never seen again. But then they pop up on Raw the next night as if it never fucking happened. He did it, and I'm sick of people getting this wrong. He murdered him. He threw him off the fucking no, roof. He didn't. Yes, he did. If you look so many times during the show, there's the. Uh, bird's eye view shot. No, I know. I know where they did land, and I know that it was like a second thing lower down, but you were led to believe that they made oh. you... They camera angled it to make it seem like, oh, they threw him off the roof. I don't think so at all. I, I do. I think they've shown the stage area and the roof enough times to go, here's the roof, here's the stage area. So straight away, when Ray and Alistair got thrown off, A, I thought I didn't believe for a second they got thrown off the roof. No, no, neither did I. Not when it happened, because I, like, I know where they went. I knew there was a lower yeah. level and a crash mark. I knew all that. It's just that they... Yeah, it's shredding that line between kayfabe and everything. It's just like... Uh, well, they, they, yeah, they, I didn't believe it. No, I didn't believe it either, but they should... Like, as soon as it happens, you just... you. The whole point of the story being told is that if you're like a little kid watching that, or you're someone that believes that this is a real thing actually happening, you're going to look at that and go, well, he just murdered them. I don't mean like because obviously they're never going to throw someone genuinely off the roof. No, but I don't think that's what they did. I, I genuinely think the plan was he's thrown off the staging area because you actually hear them land. I don't. And oh, I did. I couldn't. If, uh, in my if, opinion, if that if, if that's the thing, then they 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 should have come back up. What they should have done, I agree. Maybe. There's an element of, of, of how correct you are because they didn't show them afterwards. Yeah, show them afterwards. It yeah. made more sense to show Corbin do that and that and then maybe not like the five-story drop, but a drop nonetheless of Ray and Black laid out yes. on the roof yes. on the drop of the, the staging bit. Yeah, if they had done that, then it would have been absolutely fine. But the fact that they're just thrown over the side and they're never seen again and then you've got to try and work out whereabouts they are it just makes it seem like Baron Corbin was perfectly capable, perfectly happy to throw people off a roof. I, I, I again, I didn't take it as him throwing them off the roof, and uh, as as even part of the story. I just never saw it as that. Oh, I did. I, just, because if that was going to happen as part of the story, I think that would have been the last shot you saw before copyright, because that would have been the biggest spot. You would have shown that happened. Um, See, this, this is kind of leads me on to the commentary thing. Uh, do you remember um, like a few years ago, Halftime Heat with Mankind and Rock and yeah. Tirina kicking the shit out of each other? It was a backstage brawl and they had commentary. Now, if I know this was a pre taped thing, but I think they still, if, if they wanted to make it seem like an actual match, like they are fighting, wrestling, whatever, to get to the top. You could have still had Michael Cole, Corey, Joe, whoever, commentating through it. Uh, and so it would have gave that more element of like, when they're going, oh my God, he's been thrown into this and that. Yeah. You know, you're following the investment. So when uh, Corbin did what he did, if it was meant to be, he's killing them here, he's throwing them off the roof. It would have been Cole and Joe going, oh my God. Yeah, they, needed, they need to be there to kind of clarify what actually happened. Because if Cole had gone, oh, he's thrown him down onto the lower level, then I would have accepted it straight away. Yes. they need. I think that's what they needed. And what I hated was when the winners of both matches happened, this obviously pre-recorded... Yeah, and it, yeah the pre-recorded thing was awful because it just there was no gusto to it. It was like he was just saying what's coming up next and it just sounded awful. Yeah, it was almost, it was almost that way. Of, I, I I did notice like obviously they have the WWE logo on the screen and stuff, but it didn't say live, so they weren't promoting it as a live thing. Yeah. But the fact that it was a pre-recorded message is kind of like Michael going, "Yeah, we knew from the start." Isn't that a fucking kick to your gut? I was like, "Why did you do that? Either commentate or don't." Yeah. Yeah, don't um, do it. Pop it at the end. I mean, speaking of winners, we talked about Asuka. Let's talk about the men's winner, how, the final moments. Um, so it was AJ and um, Corbin uh, wrestling between the, the briefcase. They both had hold of it, so obviously one person has to gain control of it. Uh, Baron falls off. AJ fumbles with it and drops it down, and Otis catches it. Now, the thing that 
I, no, I'm laughing that Otis is one because it seems so weird and out of left field. Yeah. yeah. And also the second one is, I'm sorry, but at some point when he was fumbling with that case, AJ had hold of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says. They can, they can edit it out and change it any way they want. But when I saw that, I know for a fact that he had hold of that at some point. I know yeah. that he did. It's kind of like, okay, we should kind of reference that Corbin got beaten because Elias turned up and smashed Yes, him yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Elias just kind of popped up like a fucking wild Pokemon and just got rid of him. <laughs> I'm hoping that's the end of the rivalry, not a continuation. It's a continuation. You know it is. Uh, you know, you know it. Because a limited roster at the minute, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, AJ, yes, he did fumble it, but for at least one second, he had that case. 100%. Dropping it, going, I've got it, and then dropping it doesn't mean you don't longer have the contract. It means you've got it, you've won. Just because yeah. someone else is holding the case now doesn't mean they're the winner. Yeah, it was a so, bit stupid. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Otis winning because he's really over at the moment. We all love him and everything, and that's all fine. Um, it, it's fine. I don't, it's laughable at the same time as it being yeah. okay. Um, the only thing is, the biggest rumour is, is that he's going to be using it to cash in on the tag championships. And I don't know how to feel about that because it's like, well, on the one hand, it doesn't build up the next star for the big championships at all, and that's a shame. But on the yeah. other hand, it does build up the tag champion like kind of area, which sorely needs some boosting. If you throw that bit of flavour into the storylines... That boosts the tag team. And we've been all calling out for a while that the tag division needs some boosting. The Revival have been saying it for ages. That's why they left. So this, I'm going to see how it goes. I'm I'm on the fence with it at the moment because naturally I want it for the big titles. But if it's going to boost it and put more flavour and kind of buoyancy and more better stories into the tag division, then I'm hoping that it works out. But we'll have to see. I kind of want to be sitting on the fence with you, but I genuinely don't think it's going to work at all. I mean, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I was shocked when Otis won, and in my head I was thinking, right, they're kind of listening in the whole, okay, for the last few years, uh, stars that are already uh, over or you know, are in the spotlight are winning the money in the back case when they don't need to anymore. Now, despite that argument... A lot of people, again, probably wanted AJ to win. But now they're going, we'll put it on Otis. Yeah, we're listening to you. We're putting it on a, a, a new guy, an up-and-comer. I was like, but to me, them putting it on Otis, I like a, Otis. I love his character. I was really invested in the Mandy Rose storyline. But I don't know why, to me, it seems like a fuck you to the WWE fans. of like, oh, there's your up-and-comer. If it, was, it's, yeah, yeah. if it was going to be someone new, it should have been black. Because, yeah, because Otis, I think I said this the other day, Otis, again, I love that he's with Manny now, continue with that storyline as best you can, but he's a, still a tag team division guy. Yeah. I, oh, I did think it was weird that he was in the ladder match to begin with anyway. So if he does cash in in the tag titles, it's like, well, what did Tucker do? Yeah, he didn't earn it. And number two, it's like, Yes, I get that contract is for any championship you want. But what kind of idiot doesn't go for the richest prize in the game? <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, that's a fair point. No, that is a fair point. Which, to me, kind of... Uh, we'll get to the women's one in a minute with what happened on Raw. But to me, I think, once again, they've pissed away the money in the bank opportunity. Yeah. Uh, because if Otis does cash in for a title match... Number one, I really don't see him winning it. Nope. And number two, um, storyline-wise, which I'd be okay with, I think that means that's the turn for Mandy. And I think he'll cash in with Mandy with all Tucker. Yeah. But I don't want Heavy Machinery to break up. No, if they, but if, they, if those guys win the tag championship via a cash-in, I'm fine with it, as long as the story is told correctly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want his money in the back to be overkill, which I think, again... What I'm about to suggest might work if the money in the bank pay per view is removed. But have if you have three money in the bank ladder matches spread out through the year, you could have a, a men's one at some point, a women's one, and a tag team one. Yeah. Add that element of the unknown and surprise, 
they're not predetermined like, oh, this pay-per-view's going to happen. It's just, oh, by the way, the men's is happening this pay-per-view. Or even for more shock element, just go, you know what? We're going to do it on Raw next week. Yeah. When they're struggling on ratings, that's when that gets the ratings back up. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah it, um, it's definitely a mixed bag of a main event. It really is. There were some fun moments and some entertaining moments, but in my opinion, overall, that's... It, it, it was just... It could have been so much more. Yeah, overall, it was okay. Yeah. At best. But it could have been better. The other thing that confused me, when Baron near the start smashed the mirror... Seven years bad luck. Yeah, well, I thought, right, okay, the fact that smashing the mirror means... They're going to tear this place apart. That's it. But Baron kind of went into some weird trance, like, oh, my God, what have I done? Maybe seven years bad luck, maybe because Vince is going to kill him, but I just didn't get it. I'm like, I, do you know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping this is the start of a new storyline with him where for the next seven years he loses. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want. Seven years bad luck, he just constantly loses. I want that. That would be hilarious. It just... Yeah, again, I agree with the Shayna thing again. I mean, now that I think back, she did disappear. Barely in it. And I think the removal of Carmella and Dana Brooke is passable because Carmella got smashed through a table. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but now Dana just slipped on what wet surface. It's not really. She did, but it didn't half look like she cracked her head on that floor hard. So I was like, yeah, if I genuinely cracked my head, I'd be like, fuck it, I'm out. Um, I kind of did like Shane. Shayna putting uh, Ray in the the clutch and then him getting squashed. So again, there was elements of it. uh, When Heyman got food thrown in his face and everybody looked shocked, including Alistair, I thought, no, fuck you. Alistair wouldn't look fearful and shocked, not his character. And number two, if you are afraid of what you've done to Paul Heyman because of Brock, fuck it, Brock ain't there. Yeah. Focus. This is why it was too comedic. It took the seriousness of the situation of there's a fucking contract on the roof for a title shot here. And the, also, Asuka took the lift at the start. Yeah, she was the cleverest out of a lot of them. I'm getting the lift. See you later. So, in essence, she could have, because the way it went, she could have gone, I'll take it all out, lift to the top, up the stairs, take the case, job done. In reality, that's what would have fucking happened. <laughs> and the fact that, that she won. In my head, I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if you see him take him out, go up the lift, they're like, oh shit, run up the stairs, you see everything happen with the women that happen, and as they get to the roof, Asuka's already sitting there with the case, like, I want ages ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people would have felt cheated, but she took the fucking... That would have been funny. Away. Yeah, that would have been funny. Because they were going for stupid yeah. anyway, so yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah. following on from that, obviously, what happened with Raw? Um, yeah, so Becky's pregnant. Um, yeah, this is and obviously the- she had the championship inside the case so that means that Asuka is now your champion and Becky's obviously going off to be a mum it's all lovely stuff and it, you know it's beautiful I, I love the fact that you know Becky and Seth are going to be having a kid that's great and I, you know it's really emotional the segment and everything and you know r- nice I, you know it was great the only yeah. thing is it's just like it's, like, it's such a lacklustre kind of end to Becky's run I know they can't help it I know that they yeah. can't help it because by the sounds of it they weren't actively trying for a baby it just kind of it happened she found out in, in april which i think maybe it might have been after wrestlemania so yeah, they yeah. have to make a decision of what they're going to do and this is you know it's they the, have it, a baby yeah it's the thing you can't this is the best of the bad, bad situation because she can't wrestle she can't drop the title with a wrestling because she can't injure the baby so i yeah. i get why they did this is absolutely fine i can't take anything away from that it's just on a personal level it's just like ah. Oh, all this time Becky's held the title and then she just has to just drop it because of personal circumstances. It's just a shame. But that aside, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, I suppose. Yeah, I, um, I'm i not going to say anything a lot negative about this because I just genuinely loved it because it, you don't get stuff like that usually. No, it's very rare you get that kind of honesty. Yeah, and in such a dark time as well, it was a light thing to see. Yeah. So... Number one, I did think, like, hmm, with there's no Raw, Raw Women's title match on the show, um, but whatever, maybe that's why it was two and a half hours, but like we said, uh, that was a perfect length of time. Yeah. 
I wasn't exactly left wanting more, but I could have gone with more. But I was very content with the length of it. So keep it at like that. But yeah, then obviously when you find out why she wasn't wrestling, you kind of find out, well, we did have a role in this title match. We just didn't know. Um, so uh, the first thing I saw, unfortunately, it was on YouTube, Becky announced she's pregnant. So I knew what was coming. But the way she went about it, because I knew it was out of character because she was so emotional. Yeah, she really was. I probably would have guessed what was about to happen with her emotion. But I was like, this is genuine here. When she was up and going away for a while and Asuka hit the ring in character, like, where the fuck are you going? You can't take this away from me kind of thing. He goes, look, you haven't opened the case. You've got the combination. Here you go. Shows you champ. Asuka goes into almost heel bitch mode. I'm like, I'm champ. Yay. Runs all around the arena. I thought it was beautiful when Becky said, you be the warrior. I'm going to go and be a mother. Yeah. Because you can tell by Asuka's face that the character dropped like, you're going to be involved. Yeah, and it just became, yeah. Apparently, Asuka didn't know. No, it became a real moment, and I loved that. Yeah, it really, oh, it really was, was like, nice. Fuck it. it, I'm dropping character to congratulate my friend. Yeah, and what I, what was hard to watch again, I agree with what you're saying. Becky leaving for, let's face it, it's going to be about a year. Yeah, is uh, horrible for fans because she's so over. And it's horrible for the company because she was like pretty much leading the women's division. And I mean, I fuck knows what they're going to do now. Yeah. I mean, putting the belt on Asuka is the right move. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see where it goes. But Becky's tears, I think it was because despite how happy she is with being pregnant, she's so going to miss that place. Yeah, 100%. But the way they executed it was. Yeah, again, I know she can't wrestle anyway because she's pregnant, but they protected her character because she was not beaten for that belt. Yeah, like I say, everything so, they did was fine. It was it, it, I can't take it any away from them. They did everything exactly by the book of what you would have to do if someone became pregnant. That's absolutely fine. I'm just saying yeah. that with the length of time she's been champion and how at the top of the game she's been... I wanted her to, like, we were going to potentially have a mania. It's like a proper loss. But, you know, it is what it is. Life happens. You can't stop that. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I kind of like the fact that she didn't lose it. So when the, what I'm already, like, getting hyped up about is it's looking like she'll probably drop the chavy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said like that. <laughs> but have a baby in January time. Mm. So it probably rules her out of a Royal Rumble appearance. Um, maybe the Chamber, but I think that's too early. Mania. I think it's already feeding into a Mania moment. Yeah. Of like they'll probably uh, set up a triple threat, the Women's Championship, and they go, oh, hang on, this is a, it's a fight of four-way now. And that pop, oh. when she comes out, with that music... But I don't want it to be the emotional. Hi, I'm Becky the Mum. Badass. Be just a I'm badass. Like, she just just it. marches down to the ring. Yeah, and hopefully wins. And yeah. just goes. I'm just back for what's mine. Yeah. So, yeah. The, uh, the only negative I'm taking from this is a, back to what I said. Of like, I think they've pissed away the money in the bank here. Yeah. Because I get the fact that they were saying during the night, like the risk is worth the ultimate reward. Great tagline, but the ultimate reward isn't the money in the bank case, it's the championship. So I get that, in essence, Asuka has kind of cashed in without having to do anything. Yeah. She won the belt, but with Rob Dove cashing. So what I would like, or wouldn't surprise me if they kind of go, right, turns <laughs> out your money in the bank ladder match was a Raw Women's title ladder match. Let's have another one. So we've actually got a miss money in the bank for this year. Yeah. It brings the ratings back in. And if they actually do it as a proper money in the bank ladder match, none of this climbing up the tower shit, maybe some fans who hated that tower shit will go, well, at least we're getting this. At least we're getting this. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. So, So, I mean, like overall then rating out of 10, what what are you going for? I'm going to go with a seven. Seven. That's that's quite generous for you. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And if 
the scales on the Money in the Bank ladder matches had tipped more towards like than dislike. I mean, it's literally level, right. really, with the likes and dislikes. But if it tips more more likes than dislikes, I probably would have gave it seven and a half. Um, for, I'm going to give it seven. All right. Well, for me, unfortunately, I'm going for a five. Right, okay. Like, I, I really love the Seth Drew match. I liked the story being told with Bray and Braun. I liked the opener. There were elements that I liked in the main event, but overall it was just either laughing or ridiculousness or that I just wanted more carnage or more production and there just wasn't enough of it. Um, and yeah. then the, just the way certain things ended, I was just like, what the hell's going on? So, yeah, it's like right in the middle for me. So, yeah, five. Yeah, I, I, maybe I'm being... I, I try and... I think I said uh, the Mania one, like, I need to look at it as, like, despite it not being their fault, like, you know, trying to imagine uh, giving the same rating audience there or not. Yeah. Um, but with this one, I I think I'm going with the seven because I thought, I thought this was going to be a bit of a shit show because, once again, pay-per-view without a, a crowd. But I thought they delivered. So it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, and well paced as again with the run but time I think that was run time yeah run time helped uh, and, and yeah and just the pace of the matches and stuff and uh, despite lastly truth being almost laughable um, it kind of did what they needed to do which was create more dominance for Lashley and mm-hmm. plant the seeds this MVP thing so yeah I'll, say, I'll go with the seven okay well, I'm sticking with my five it's uh, in the middle yeah, for me sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's Money in the Bank done. Uh, loads of things happen, I suppose. Um, I mean, we might be back later in the week for um, the lockdown podcast, or maybe we'll leave it to the following week. We'll see how we both feel, I suppose. So Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm easy with that. Yeah, so yeah, keep a look out for it, guys, because we might have another one later in the week. But if not, it'll be the following, like, Thursday, Friday, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, like, subscribe, and we'll either be back before the end of the week, or we'll be back next week. See you later. Bye.